Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Adventure Games podcast. It is episode 109, I believe. Ooh. And I'm joined, as always, by, I think you heard her there, <laughs> Laura Cress. <laughs> or was that you, Thomas? Thomas Bex yeah, as well. Yeah, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was me. <laughs> So you've, be- so you've uh, become British now, Thomas, as well, and you have uh, a more feminine voice. And Laura, you become Dutch. <laughs> and- <laughs> yes, it's me, Thomas. Yeah, because that's that's exactly no, that's, how we talk. That's that's <laughs> we don't lisp. Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, He's hello. Scottish. Scottish. How, how are you guys doing? I'm not. Going, I'm not even going to attempt to. We're clearly very to. silly. Yeah. Yes, I yes. I mean, we've have we been on a row? I've been on my own a lot this <laughs> more so than I thought I would this year. Uh, we're still oh, this year. I thought you were going to say this week. Oh well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, we're still we're still in lockdown in Ireland. Uh, but yeah, more time to play more games, which uh, which wish. is good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Last year clearly showed that being in lockdown does not equal more time to play games. <laughs> that <not>. is true. <laughs> well, we have a uh, lot to discuss today. We have some a lot of reviews, some new games, or an FMV game, Laura, you're going to discuss, and Thomas, you're going to discuss. Uh, is it a another visual, visual novel? novel? Hey, again! <laughs> he <wants them> now. <laughs> I didn't know that you liked them so much. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> I always did not like them, but uh, yeah, I'm, I clearly have to re- re- revise my opinion on them. Well, I will be discussing two at least highly anticipated games uh, this year. But shall we start with the news? Because there has been some big news in the last really two has. weeks. And of course, re- we recorded the last episode about a week in advance. And of course, two big pieces of big news dropped right after we recorded so we'll talk about them now but i'm sure some other big news will will drop right after we record this as <laughs> well uh, but i think there's only one place to start really and that's uh life is strange 3 has been announced uh shall we uh, listen to a trailer there's something you should know about me i know what other people are feeling i can see these auras around them they're angry or sad or afraid i feel it too when i focus i can even understand why they're feeling it and if somebody's feeling something big it infects me and i lose control so that was the trailer there uh, we we didn't play it all because it's it's about three minutes long it's quite long and it does have some songs in the background but do go check it out it, it's good isn't it uh, wow I, awesome trailer <laughs> well the thing is i uh, i think as i've said on on this podcast i'm not really that bothered about the, the whole life is strange series I yeah you're you're a hater well, I'm not a hater. I just don't think it's very good. <laughs> but um, I've never played any of them, so yeah. I can't really... Well, it's also why I, t- I plugged my ears during the trailer, so I <laughs> didn't have to uh-huh. get anything spoiled. No, but seriously, I've, I've never played any of them. So. Well, yeah, but I've not been too, too bothered about them, but that trailer really made me want to play this one that, that's coming out. I'm quite excited about it. Yeah, there are a few things that are different about this game. First of all, it's uh, a new cast, mostly new cast, again, of characters, a new location, and they have new, well, special powers. Uh, so the main character is an empath, so she could feel other people's emotions. And it, it it's not going to be made by Don't Nod, who made Life is Strange 1 and 2. They're going on to other projects. 
Instead, this is going to be made by Deck Nine Games. And uh, they made the prequel, Life is Strange Before the Storm, which I also really liked. So I think it's in good hands. And also very different to Life is Strange 1 and 2 and Before the Storm is this will not be an episodic series. This will be released on September 10th, all in one chunk. So it's, There'll I, be sort of chapters, I think, won't there? But probably, they're, there's, yes. There's, they're not going to be separate. So you'll have it all in one go. Because I think yes. on, on the when they gave a bit more detailed thing with the trailer, they sort of said, oh, you can there'll be chapters so you can take a break, but you can still mm. carry on. Right, yeah. Because I think people were complaining before that there was a long time to wait between the different episodes yeah uh, I believe at least with Life is Strange season 2 there's a few weeks or not a few weeks a few months oh, wow. season okay. 1 so yeah so I can understand but I don't know then if this means that there are any more episodic adventure games coming out because of course Telltale are not uh, are not around anymore and uh, now that Life is Strange was the last remaining I think big name episodic adventure game but now don't know their, their last game Twin Mirror was released all in one go so yeah. I, I, I don't know I mean I didn't mind episode I can understand the complaints and you know, it hasn't worked for every adventure game but uh, I think I might miss it I mean it's good to have it all in one chunk as well yeah, um, yeah, sort of but yeah I, I just wanted to ask is that a bad thing you see I don't know I, it's, I, I, I guess if, if there are in chapter I, I think it can be good in the sense that if they release chapter one or episode one and then get feedback from players, they can then improve the rest yeah. of the series. I don't know if they did do that if they, or how much was made in the meantime, but then we might have something like The Walking Dead, the final season, that the company collapses yeah. in the middle of production of the series. And then maybe we might not know the ending. Um, so I, it, it, it depends. I mean, I think it's overall probably good that I think we can get it all in one chunk. Uh, but mm. then if there is something glaring, if there is a flaw, there might feels, be It feels to... like it's more one game, like a complete game yes. that you that you get instead of constantly... Uh... So... I mean, like Hitman, for example, is in, d- done in episodes, and they've done that in quite a clever way, where they'll release new sort of missions. Um, mm. So that's quite a good way of doing it. But in terms of adventure games, I can't think of any more that's episodic. Yeah, I know there's a new Sherlock Holmes game. That's called Chapter One, but I don't know how episodic that's going to be mm. exactly. But anyway, I'm still happy that Life is Strange 3 is announced. And uh, they're also releasing a remastered version of Life is Strange. I believe Life is Strange 1 and is it Life is Strange Before the Storm. So one of the issues that I know we had with Life is Strange 1 was the, uh, the lip syncing, which wasn't great, but they've redone that. They've uh, reshot it, they've oh, done okay. full motion capture again, so... It should look better, at least. And it's available for pre-order now on Steam and on PC. And it's coming to consoles as well. So, yeah, Life is Strange 3, coming out on September the 10th. And in other big news, which dropped right after we recorded last week, <laughs> Beyond the Steel Sky, which the three of us played and overall really enjoyed, that's now coming to consoles and GOG in the summer of 2021, I believe. And Microids is publishing the game on consoles. So this means that... Well, two um, two giants of the adventure game genre coming together, and uh, and also it means that I believe uh, Beyond the Steel Sky will be available in a box now for consoles, that it won't be digital. So it, that's that's exciting. Uh, people can now play it on consoles and can get it under on a big box. Uh, so that's coming. Do you do you think summer. big boxes are making a return? Uh, I think in, people miss them. Sort of in collector's editions, yes. uh, perhaps, yeah, in a way. Um, but only as those kind of things. I think they're trying to stop that 
I think they're trying to because obviously there's you know pre-owned people can then try and sell them on again so I think like for mm. example with the PlayStation 5 there's a digital edition and a non-digital and they're trying to push the digital one as much as they can aren't they <laughs> right yeah I mean personally I've never really been bothered with uh, big boxes or CDs I know oh. a lot of people are because I tried not to clutter up the houses <laughs> just practical reasons but they are nice I mean you, you did you didn't really have a choice in the 80s and 90s. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And some of the boxes are really cool from those games. So. I know. I have a few. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah mean, I'm, same. No idea where they are right now, but I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I agree entirely that they are pretty cool um, and they look really nice. But I, I think uh, Francisco Gonzalez has a huge collection because I saw he, sh- he showed it once uh, when he was doing a live stream. So there is a, definitely a collector's market for them. Uh, and they're pretty cool, mostly because mm. of the, they used to put some very cool stuff in there, like, like gadgets and uh, very interestingly designed uh, manuals or even comics. You know, that was, uh, mm. was pretty cool. Well, for people who do want big uh, boxes, uh, they can get that now for Beyond the Sky on consoles. And it's coming on GOG as well. So I know because there's still quite a few people who don't want to play games on Steam so they can play it uh, DRM-free on GOG. So best of luck to to them. And also, a game we've all played, I finally played a few months ago, Disco Elysium The Final Cut is out on March the 30th. Uh, So this is, uh, this will have full voice acting and it will have extra lines of dialogue, more scenes, because what Disco Elysium really needed was more scenes and more dialogue, oh, apparently. definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> this, this reminds me of The Stand by Stephen King. Has anybody read that book? No. Yes. You, yeah. It's, uh, did you read, because there, it was published, I believe, originally, uh, whenever it was, and then Stephen King re-released it because he added more content, and it's already a pretty huge book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stephen King uh, can do whatever he wants. Exactly. So. I mean, I'm not not complaining. <laughs> but he, yes, if he wants co- to rewrite his book, he gets to rewrite if his he, book. If he wants to bore people, he can bore people. <laughs> no, the stand is, is a lot of things, but boring is not one of them. <laughs> oh, I don't. We, we could get into a long discussion mm, here. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anyway moving on. Yes, this could lead the final cut, Marshall. But there's an interesting stories because it will be released on consoles as well. The new final edition, enhanced edition. But it looks like, so far at time recording, it will not be released in Australia. Mm. Because in Australia, they have uh, not classified it. And they have said it's too offensive to go on sale, that it goes against the morality, it goes against the standards of morality, decency and propriety generally accepted by reasonable adults. Because yes, that's what they are in this game. And uh, so it means that the developers will probably need to cut the content that the committee deems problematic, which, I don't know, thoughts on this, guys? I mean... Yeah, so it's basically the classification board refu- have refused to classify it, as you, as you said, cause the, mm, because it which, depicts these sort of things. And I'm just thinking, I mean, I know there's... it. Ha- I mean, it, I wouldn't say it specifically depicts anything that graphically. I mean, it, it, it describes things. And yes, you do, you can possibly take drugs or drink or... Um, I mean, but I, there's nothing that's really, I would mm. say, that sordid about anything it certainly describes acts like that but i wouldn't say for goodness sakes that means that like even adults couldn't play it i mean yeah, it's ridiculous. What, what on earth <laughs> it's- if anything it shows you why you shouldn't drink or do drugs yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it certainly isn't like, hey, this. it's not like, I guess, in GTA Plus, where it's just like, this is a really yeah. fun time. It's like yeah. showing the bad effects of it. Yeah. It, just <laughs> seems, it just seems like a really... I mean, I don't know how much the Australian Classification Board bans other games, but I'd like to see the other games it's let yeah. through or it's banned. I'd like to know if they actually played it. Yeah, what they, what they say is it depicts, expresses, or otherwise deals with matters of sex, drug misuse, or addiction, crime, cruelty, violence, or revolting or abhorrent phenomena in such a way that they offend against the standards of morality, decency, and propriety generally accepted by reasonable adults to the extent that they should not be classified. I just think which that's bollocks. I, it's, <laughs> it sounds it like is. they're still in the 1950s. I mean, like, it's, I, I agree with classifying it. I mean, this is not yeah. a game for kids. I agree no, entirely with classifying it. Well, that's not what it, they're saying. Classify it as for adults. I think any reasonable adult would be able to play that maturely and not, and not be... I don't know what it... I don't know I, what scenes it's considering that are so against. We are three adults. We have played the full game. We have found nothing thing that I would there's no scene in that game where I'd be like oh wow that's a bit too much for me yeah. I can think of loads of other games where I've thought about that but not I mean you just mentioned GTA yeah, just, just GTA. Violent, violence in some games I mean yeah in in, in, in uh, Last of Us 2 man that the violence mm. is, 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 is <laughs> abhorrent yeah. and that's there isn't even that much violence in this game no there is practically none and uh, I, I mean and, and in GTA you can Ha- have sex with a prostitute and then chop her head off to take her money. Yeah, I, this, I don't know if that this game, if any of the GTA games were. Legend Suit Larry has more sex than this. Yeah, game. it's 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 incredible. I mean, I agree that children shouldn't play the school easier, but just unless they've completely changed, just added I don't know sex scenes or very violent, which I don't think they have. No, um, it deals but, with mature issues. But oh, absolutely, adults the, should be able to deal with that. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. The, the main character... Apparently not if you're Australian. Well, the main character is also an alcoholic and a drug addict. That's part of the story. So, but anyway, for the rest of the world, the Disco Elysium, <laughs> the final cut, will be out on consoles and on PC as well. And it's coming out on March the 13th. So, uh, sorry, Australia. Hopefully uh, your classification board can get their act together. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so... Uh, also in other news uh, The Dark Side Detective uh, Season 2 has been announced And that will be released on April 15th I am really looking forward to this Did you play Season 1 guys? I did, you play Season yeah. 1? No yep. I, I haven't yet I have, I've had it for quite a long time I haven't yeah. played yet I played well, a demo of season some a little bit from season two as well um, and it looked good so I'm excited for this one yeah and in season two they go to Galway Ireland for a case uh, and of well course they're from raining. they're Irish they're I- and they were on this podcast they were one of the very first few guests they, on this they are podcast. from around here I think I mean around Galway yeah so. yeah one of them is anyway yeah. um, so that's exciting uh, and then next, Mozart Requiem has been announced for consoles in October. So you get to play as Mozart in 1788 in the Grand City of Prague. Mm. And uh, there is a conspiracy because there is an occult plot is brewing to dethrone Mozart's benefactor, the Holy Roman Emperor Joseph II. And you have just 24 hours to find the clues you need to unravel these nefarious plans and stop them before you're charged with murder. And you also have to finish a musical masterpiece or two. So it's oh. coming out... <laughs> It it looks it looks nice. It looks cool. It's uh, coming out in October 2021 for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Though I have n- neither of those consoles, so 
We'll see. Oh, not a bad one. So there's Mozart Requiem. And then finally, uh, I found this interesting. Uh, have you guys played the Mass Effect games or any of the Mass Effect? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm waiting for the um, the remastered version to come out. Well, funny that. So they're making a legendary edition. But do you guys know that there is an unofficial adventure game of Mass Effect? <laughs> no, <laughs> Which I, I did not know. I played Mass Effect 2. Okay, they're probably what people generally consider to be the best one, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the third one is Mass Effect. <laughs> so you didn't like, anyway. <laughs> well, Ma- there, what the developers are so there's a Mass Effect adventure game which is not official. It's made by fans. It's available on itch. Uh, called The Adventures of Commander Shepard. It is available for free, I believe. Okay. Yeah, but it was for free. And what they're doing is they're making a demake because they are demaking their game, their words, and they're going to make it look like pixel art. They're going to add pixel art and going to make it look like... And when you say um, they, is it these are just fans of the game? They're not anything to do with the developers or anything? No, I should make that clear. This is not anything to do with the developers of Mass Effect. It's not official. Yeah. Um, so this is just the fans themselves who are remaking their own game. And because the, at the moment it's in 2D, the adventure game, the adventures of Commander Shepard, and they're now going to turn it into pixel art. And they're going to add full voice acting, add new puzzles. You can play as a female shepherd or male shepherd. Wow. You can translate it to other languages and a few you know, a few more features coming in as well. So that's a game I think I downloaded it when I first read about it. That's all in news for this week. I'm sure there'll be something big that will drop. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> we finish recording. Uh, but now shall we get to the reviews because we've also played a few games. So Laura, I believe uh, you're going to start. Yes, I am with Alba a while. I've just waiting. I was waiting for some shit uh, sort of joke there. But <laughs> oh, sorry, you're waiting. Yeah. You didn't go for it. No, good. Um, so I'm if you play- want, I can. No. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I played Alba a Wildlife Adventure, uh, which is a very sweet, uh, sort of chilled, relaxing game. It's uh, by the developer Us Two Games, and basically you play uh, this little girl Alba who goes to visit her grandparents um, on this uh, Spanish island. Uh, they're living there, and you go uh, to visit them for a holiday. And whilst you're there. Um, you learn that the uh, island's mayor wants to get rid of this nature reserve um, to put a hotel in because he wants to create more business for the island. Um, and you and your friends that you've met on the island are a bit shocked because um, you've been having great fun with all the wildlife. So you decide to try and get a petition together and you've got to try and basically by the end of the week get 50 signatures on the petition. It's actually not many signatures, Alba, but uh, <laughs> she's young, so Maybe we'll give her the benefit. Maybe of the there's doubt. not many people. I on the island. I don't think there's many people on the island. Yeah, no. it's quite. To be fair, it's quite a small island. Um, so yeah. Um, basically, she has to get 50 signatures by the end of the week, and to do that, you have to do different tasks um, each day. There's different things you have to do. Uh, some of them are like help out people, help clean up litter. There's loads of, if you go along the island, there'll just be litter littering around. You have to put that away. You have to snap loads of pictures of the wildlife. You're given a, a, a phone by your granddad. And as you go along, there's just different birds and squirrels and things just doing their own thing, really. And you scan them with your phone and add them to your little logbook. And they're real life. Um, they all got like real life names as, as they would 
be called in real life. So you do learn about nature as you go along. And it's a little bit, reminding me a bit of a, a short hike. It's a very sort of nice summary game, very beautiful graphics and really pleasant soundtrack. And it's just you learning about nature, interacting with people. Everyone's very sort of pleasant. There's no real sort of danger or harm. You can't die, obviously, that would be horrible. Um, <laughs> but and it, you, as you go, you try and rebuild the nature reserve. Um, you know, you get a carpet. A lot of people seem to be giving a tasks, a lot of tasks these this little girl like a carpenter just gives you their tools to like rebuild this bridge and you go around these these (laughs) castle ruins and you rebuild all stuff in the castle and it's a bit like this is a small child they should not be giving her all these tools and letting her just do this but anyway they sort of get get away with it and yeah it was a really cute game it's only about like two to three hours long but it's sort of one of the few games a bit like a short hike where you don't have to interact with everybody and do every single little task but I kind of wanted to because it was such fun and it was really nice just uh, trying to like just skipping along the island uh, there's a really cute like skipping motion as you run <clears> around she, your little character will just like bob along which I thought was really cute and it really sort of like gets you just sort of in the mood it makes you it felt like you're on holiday really which is nice for the time yes. um, <laughs> remember those yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> it's, it's a really nice sort of sunny sunfield game, and yeah, you, you learn a bit about nature as you go. There's loads of birds to sort of spot, and it, it's quite exciting when you you spot a new one. And, you, and it isn't, you know, some of them are quite rare, so you've got to go a bit out of your way on the island to find them. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed. Like I said, it's quite a short game, but if you're looking for something a little bit more sort of chilled and fun, like I said, a little bit like a short hike, uh, definitely check this out. It's giving me uh, Animal Crossing vibes. Yes, I would say that as well. It's very uh, sort of like I said chilled and like you say the sort of nice breezy kind of nature filled uh, escapades definitely like Animal Crossing yeah and it's funny you mentioned that uh, it's like a place to go on holidays because the developers said that this is based on their childhood summers Ah, and they okay. wish they could go back and the, this island is the next best thing and nice. it sounds sounds great yeah, it's a really, and it's a nice message as well. There's a lot of, you know, you cleaning up the town and if people are dropping litter and stuff, you, you can pick it up. That's a little action. And as well, for every download of the game, they'll plant a tree. So if, you, nice. if you buy the game, they will plant a tree. I don't know how they're doing that at the moment, but they're doing it in partnership with <laughs> something called e- Ecology. And I think they've planted half a million trees already. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And it's, it's available on Steam, I believe. Uh, that's right. It's available on uh, Steam, PC, Apple Arcade. And I think it's going to launch on PS5, PS4, Xbox, X Series X and S and Xbox One and Nintendo Switch in spring 2021. Wow. And yeah. I like here so it says, consoles, basically. Ba- yeah, basically. <laughs> and here it says, uh, possibly you start a revolution, which... <laughs> I just think it's, you know, it's a nice message for a game to have. And uh, it, it's, as well, it's a nice game as well. So it's not too in your... It's not kind of very worthy and in your face like oh the environment which is obviously a good cause but sometimes you know games can hammer that point a bit it's, it's got a nice gameplay to it as well and you enjoy it so it's not just about uh, the environment it, it works as a game as well thank you so that is alba a wildlife adventure uh thank you laura right for now for something completely different <laughs> i played <laughs> if on a winter's night for travelers which i don't know there's a, there's a book which is called if on a winter's night to travelers but I, i've never read the book so i don't know how related this game is uh to that so this this kind of crept up on me i I'd never heard of it up until a few weeks ago. It's a pixel art game that's available for free on itch.io. I don't want to say too much about the story because, first of all, it's a short game and saying near 
literally anything is like a spoiler because I went in knowing very little, almost nothing, and I think that's the best way to go. Uh, the other thing I will say is that, as the title suggests, the game features four travelers on a train in the 1920s in Asia. They're at the Masked Ball. And basically, you learn the stories of these four travelers and how they got to be on the train that night. So there is a character in Italy in the, who is meeting his lover in a hotel room. There is a, a Lady Winterbourne who is a rich French heiress who's in London, who's in England, who's waiting for her husband. And then there is a doctor who is being kind of mocked by his peers. So he, shall we say, makes some decisions that, uh, well, I'll leave it to people to decide. And then it's a surprise fourth one who I won't reveal as well. And I really like this. Again, I said it came from nowhere. It's, uh, it's, it is very dark. I must, well, yeah, warn people, it does get quite dark at times. Uh, so probably won't be available uh, in Australia. <laughs> I was going to uh, say. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Disco Elysium has nothing on this. This does oh, get wow, quite dark. Well, I mean, Disco Elysium is quite dark as well at times, but this also, um, it the, the writing is really really good and also there's some really nice visual effects uh, with one of the characters uh, at, you know at first when they wake up it's everything is dreary it's raining it's dark but then if you take medication then everything will become brighter so again taking drugs <laughs> and uh, but, but then the description of the hotspot changes depending on your mood for that character as well I won't reveal which one oh, that's cool yeah it's story driven <laughs> there are puzzles the puzzles weren't too difficult I mean I was able to play this without a walkthrough so that should tell you everything you need to know about uh, the puzzles there are some kind of not tricky but puzzles that you should think about as well uh, but I was able to, to get through them and the story it's very well written the music is also fantastic it took me about between an hour, hour and a half to play as well. But then it, it didn't feel like it needed to be longer. You know, it didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel too short either. It's a very, very, very well-made game. I I absolutely really enjoyed it. It was a surprise, as I said, because as I only found out about this a few weeks ago. And I loved it. And I definitely recommend people check it out. And it's for free on itch.io if, if on a winter's night for travellers. Nice. And I would recommend people to check this out. I'm, so, I'm going to. It's, it is on my list. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's been hyped I, for a while. So, I yeah. think you guys would like it. It's pixel art, beautiful pixel art as well. And really what they do to pixel art as well, some of the uh, scenes as well, is uh, is real. It's also isometric at times. Oh, yes, isometric uh, style as well. Yeah, I would say go check it out. It's free. You can download it as well. On, <laughs> did I mention that? <laughs> which I can't believe it is. Uh, it's from Dead Idol Games, I believe. And Laura Hunt was the main writer. She has made other games as well, which you can find out on her page on itch.io <clears> as well. Hopefully this, more people get to play this and I would love to see this available on Steam and other places in the future. But I am adding it to my collection as we speak. So then, Thomas, I believe you played a game called Is it The Life and Suffering of Sir... Sir Brante or Emily Brante? The life and suffering of Sir Brant. Yeah, Brante or Brant. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it, but it's... This sounds like, the, you know, another comedy adventure game. Am I right? A comedy adventure game of the year <laughs> with that title. Am I right? It is definitely a contender for... Com no, it's... It's, <laughs> it's it's a dark game. This will not be played in Australia. <laughs> is that what we're going to say for Is that going to be like another thing now? Like, the, well, this isn't going to get played in Australia. <laughs> the the long running you know or long running in joke oh, I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. so, sorry Australians yeah. it's not against you it's against your weird classification oh we board. love we yeah, love yeah, Australians yeah, just we love Australia. Australia. some of them even appeared on this podcast 
<laughs> well, The Life and Sufferings of Brandy is developed by uh, Sever Studio and published by 101 XP. Yeah, remember that I said that I really don't like visual novels <laughs> and such? Well... <laughs> This is um, sort of like a choose-your-own-adventure game with RPG elements. And technically, it's an interactive novel, and it's really bloody good. I played the first two chapters as a demo a couple of months ago, I think, two months ago. Uh, you can get that one for free, the demo. I was so impressed with, uh, with that that I decided to try and get it when it came out. So I managed to score a copy, and I played several playthroughs. Now, what exactly is this? You play the entire life of Sir Brandt. You start from the moment you are born, and it ends with your final death. Now, this is a, a Game of Thrones-like fantasy world, where mm. uh, gods are real, and the, the nobles have a good life, and the commoners do not. And you are in a situation where you are born with a noble father, but a commoner mother making you a commoner. However, there are possibilities, opportunities, if you make the right choices along the way, to change your life. One important thing is that the religion here, the twins, the twin gods, the older and the younger one, they have decreed that everybody has their own lot in life. Their lot is inescapable. So the, the lot of the nobleman is to rule and the lot of the commoner is to suffer. And this church is a very much a very important part of this whole story no matter which which route you decide to take because you really play it in five chapters you uh, go from from being born all the way to the revolt which is chapter five and every chapter except the last chapter is a couple of years of your life like five or six years of your life i think chapter four is longer and chapter five the revolt is takes place over one day and night everything kind of leads up to that you have it in you to be a transitional, uh, no, a transformative figure in the history of this fantasy world. The first time I played it, I actually um, never made it till chapter five. I died in chapter four. Now you can die three times, but if you die a fourth and, and be resurrected, be reborn, if you die a fourth time, it's final. Or if, if you get executed, then it's also fine. If you're resurrected, do you go just to that point before or do you have to start from or no you you you, you continue where you where okay, you were yeah. uh, in, in this in this land it means that you die you dissolve and you reappear in the in in the crypts of your ancestors okay uh, but you keep all your memories and everything that happened and your experience uh, because that's an important part of this the rpg element is that every chapter has its own stats and your choices are determined by those stats, but also influence those stats. As in, if you choose this, then you get a plus one on this stat. Mm, or if okay. you choose this, then you lose five points of willpower. Or if you choose this, then you gain 10, pounds of, 10 points of willpower, etc., etc. And every chapter builds on the stats of the previous chapter, uh, or the previous two chapters, I think. Uh, the first two chapters have the same stats. And then when you go to your youth, you go from toddler to adolescent to youth to each time you get your, you are a bit older. And once you get to chapter three, then uh, the new stats are determined by, okay, this stat is this stat plus this stat. So if you have a four in that and a five in that, then your new stat is nine. If you have a 10 and a two, then your new stat is 12. And then you build up on that even further. So you kind of can determine what path you want to go. Because if you want to take, for instance, the path of the nobleman, you will need a very high 
score in a particular stat. If you want to go the path of the priest, you need a higher score in other stats. You don't necessarily need to, but it will make life easier. And life is hard enough already as it is. So I did two full playthroughs. How long did that take you each playthrough? About seven hours. Okay, wow. Because this is incredibly well written. There is a lot to do and a lot of the stuff influences each other. I really feel in this game that the choices have weight. The choices matter. And it could even be that certain things like in chapter... That you can't do things in chapter 3 because you made a certain choice in chapter 1. And that locks or unlocks choices later on in your life because this is the path you took. It could also be that in chapter 5, once you get to the revolt, you can only take this path or this path because in chapter 3 you chose this path. Or uh, and it, it's really... is that annoying or is that does that mm, make sense? That, yes. Yeah, it can be annoying, but it are it is your choices that yeah. you make. And the first the first playthrough, I just did it Iron Man. I uh, went from from birth till death. I never replayed anything. So that's also why uh, I did probably why I died in chapter four because my first playthrough I played very um, honorable. So I actually died once too many. <laughs> so that's why that's why I got final death in chapter 4 and when I when I finished I was like oh I want to play this again but this time I'm going to try and do the path of the priest because this the way this religion is described sounds very interesting and I want to see if I can bring it down because <laughs> there is there are so many different paths you can take you can t- in the path of the priest you can become uh, someone who's very traditional who hangs to the to the to the old way of the church or you become you can become someone who is very progressive and promotes the new way of the church you can be somewhere in between you can become an inquisitor and that's just one path you can take i haven't i've not finished the path of the nobleman i really want to go back and see how that uh, how that goes how many that, paths are there do you know there are quite a few um when i managed to get to chapter five with the path of the priest i think there were six endings okay. i could get only one was good and it took me f- and that's uh, i replayed that chapter five six times to get all the endings uh, and also because uh, i wanted to get the good ending because the first time i played it through i got the worst ending <laughs> and i was like no i do not want it to end this way <laughs> so <laughs> i i died in that um, and then i was brought before the gods they judged me and then they gave me the the uh, choice to replay a part of my life. So I did that and I replayed chapter five again, this time trying to do the things uh, in a way that would get me to that good ending. And it took me several tries to get there. And it was very intense. Like there is no, there is this is not an action game. This is all words. But that chapter five, that revolt felt like it was, it was riveting. It was like, oh, I hope I can get, get my family out of here. Or I hope I can get, keep my family alive. Or if I can get rid of this guy or help this. And it was really, yeah, I, I got really pumped. Even on the, on the, on the, the subsequent playthroughs of that chapter I was like, oh, I really hope I can, if I do this, yes, then I can get enough. And then I can finally take this path. And it was, it was just really cool to play. Yeah, it, it's the, the graphics. There are there are plenty of graphics in here. It's it has this very medieval feel, which is perfect for the uh, for the whole setting. The music is great. It didn't annoy me anywhere because sometimes uh, when you play these games, the music gets repetitive, and there are some animations every now and then, and there is a bit of voiceover at the start of every chapter. But in general, it's uh, if you like to re- if you do not like to read, this is not a game for you. If you like to read, if you have no problem with that, this is an amazing game. 
it it just works very very well the, um, especially because it is written so well and the world building is great this is a this is a game i would love to play a role playing game and you know this is a setting that 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 speaks to me and it is it is brutal just like game of thrones is brutal and uh, yeah there are things happening and there's i always had the feeling like there's a lot of a, a lot going on it has a very high replayability, even though one one playthrough is quite long. It never felt long, to be honest, to me. That's and good. you and you can quit at any moment. The game saves, and you can just pick up where you left off. So you don't have to worry about that, Sersha. That if you <laughs> ever get to play this, that you. Uh... <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, for that so especially, you... you wouldn't want that to be the case, would you? I know. So you can save the game. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't have to save the game. It saves automatically saves once thing. you quit. So and oh, then you perfect. and then and then you you go back and you you just start where you left off, so and uh, there are several settings you can uh, make it as as easy or as hard on you as yourself as you want. For instance, you can you can play it Iron Man, but you can also play it normal. You can uh, play it in a way that you see the result of your choices. You can also turn it off. I would be very very surprised if this game doesn't end up very high on my top ten list of 2021. Because um, even when I was writing my review, I was like, oh, I, I kind of want to play it again, but now take mm. the other path and see if that matters uh, much. I, I, I've spent like 16 hours in it, I think. So, wow. yeah, I was uh, very, very impressed by this game. So it sounds, sounds like you liked it then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I highly recommend it. Nice. Uh, I'm just seeing here on Steam, one person said, I smashed an alien, a terrorist, and a priestess. 10 out of 10. So, <laughs> nice. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, he clearly took a path I didn't because I do not remember an alien. <laughs> I would not be surprised that they are there. Well, thank you, Thomas. So sounds like you would recommend this game then. <laughs> I highly recommend this game. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that is, again, The Life and Suffering of Sir Brandt. And it's available on Steam, at least. It's available in Rotary I think Noah. on Steam, GOG, and Epic. Oh, so it's available kind of everywhere online at least for PC. PC, yes. yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, well, thank you for that, Thomas. Uh, now we go back to Laura for the dark side of the moon. So this... Uh, this uh, there no, Was there another wait, game released? Wait, I thought we were reviewing games and not albums. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, wasn't there another? Thank yes, there was... That. Yeah, there yes. was a nineties, uh, I think a nineties uh, game called, I think, Dark Side of the Moon. Whereas Which this is, also is the, FMV, so let's get a little. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it is an FMV. Then. This is the Dark Side of the Moon, however. Ah, uh, okay. um, so I think that that is the difference, and obviously this is probably a bit more updated in terms of uh, visuals. I don't know. I've not played Dark Side of the Moon, the nineties uh, one, but I would hope it was. We're still having those dreams, Daddy will always be here for you and daddy will always look after you. Promise. Ruby! Andy! Shocking news from the local village of Merrywine as Mr. Hamilton's children, Andrew and Ruby, have disappeared. I've looked everywhere. Where are my kids? Who are you? Alex. So this Alex. Can you trust her? I don't know who I can trust. I'm me. Nothing special. I just know a lot more than most people because I open my eyes. I'm just crying to think of the reason that Ruby and Adriana have gone today. Something doesn't seem right. You have to be careful with who you trust. Dean Hamilton, did you have anything to do with the disappearance of Ruby and Andrew Hamilton? I didn't and wouldn't do anything to my children. 
Uh, but yes, this is, as you said, it is the Dark Side of the Moon. It's an FMV uh, by Tayana Studios. And uh, you're sort of talking of aliens there, Thomas, or at least uh, you didn't encounter them, but someone on Steam did. But uh, it's there's a little bit of the supernatural. Well, there's a fair amount of the supernatural in this as well. You basically, it's based uh, in uh, the, the north of England. You play single dad, Dean Hamilton. Your two kids uh, suddenly vanish mysteriously in the middle of the night and it's up to you to find out where they've gone and uh, yeah the, the story goes quite wild I'll, I'll say that it goes um, there's a there's a bit of sort of I don't really want to spoil it but the, definitely there's a bit of a supernatural going on uh, it's not just that you know someone's taking your kids uh, or you know something and uh, as as I said you've got to f- try and work out the clues uh, look around your own house look around your, the village that you're in and figure out what's going on and, and to help you, you you know there's some characters who will help you in or hinder you in in the village there's a lady called alex who's a bit of a nerd she's sort of into hacking um it doesn't quite have a way with words is a bit nerdy and is up for like sort of trying to tell you what's going on and help you there's uh, a, a questionable detective called detective blackwell who is played by the brilliant rupert booth who fmv fans will know from contradiction spot the liar he played jenks in contradiction he was also in the shape-shifting detective and uh the person who plays actually alex who helps you out the hacker is also in contradiction so contradiction fans are, are well cared for here and i have to say rupert booth really hams it up in his role he he does an excellent job of uh, really going over the top and i would say most of the the game itself goes very over the top it is not a straight lace game like the complex it's very much on the camp side of things it very much calls back to those sort of over the top quite silly 90s games and i think for the most part it does it knowingly there are some times where you, you might say this is even a little bit far-fetched for an fmb and sometimes you would question would anyone in real life ever say that but because of the nature of it i mean for me it just felt like a really sort of fun camp doctor who episode that's where i uh, was coming from when i was playing it and as long as you don't take it too seriously i think it's great fun i mean if you do take it too seriously you're probably not going to enjoy it because the ending is absolutely bonkers it's completely nuts there's not really i would say there's not a lot of like light and shade it is just nuts uh, i would say it's beautifully shot though and i was really surprised when i was playing this on twitch the person who the main guy behind this who also plays dean he basically shot all of this and played the main character in it and it's basically a one-man production a lot of the other characters Characters in this FMV are Darren. His name is uh, wife and children. They're in it as well. It was all shot in his home, so it's a real sort of DIY one-man production. And it's amazing what he's done. Some of the visuals in this are really the the, the effects are great, um, and because it's quite goes quite supernatural, there's quite a lot of them. So yeah, I think it looks fantastic. The story, you know, it's not it's no sort of epic. Uh, it is a bit camp and silly, um, but if you're if you're willing to go with it, I, I think you can have quite a lot of fun. There's one sort of puzzle that's it really there's not really any kind of puzzles but you don't tend to get that in fmvs anyway but uh yeah just sit back enjoy the ride it took me about three hours to complete and i would say there there are some different endings some of them are just involve you getting killed i think i don't know if i would i don't know if you can go back and sort of replay certain chapters i think you still would have to play through the game again although you can skip scenes so for me i i think i got the gist of, of the game and i was quite happy with doing the three hours i don't 
know if I would have played again just to see if I could do different things and find different endings. But I think there's about five different endings, they said. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. There's a hint at the end that maybe there's going to be a second one, uh, which the, would be intriguing. The bright side of the moon and <laughs> yeah, the other exactly. side of the moon. <laughs> yeah, well, as we all know, there is no actual dark side of the moon. It's just the it's just the side that's not facing us. But there's no mm. the moon is is bright all the way around. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> so, I did not know that. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe to go to Mars next, or I don't yeah, know. It's, dark side <laughs> of Mars. Yeah. But uh, I would say yeah, it's very much uh, fun. Uh, I think some people in my stream when I was playing this uh, compared it to sort of Tex Murphy and and. Uh, that, yes, because just because of the visuals a little bit, and uh, so less of the campness, obviously, but just they the, the, said they it brought them that kind of feel. So if, oh, if you like good. that kind of yeah, thing, yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of Tex Murphy. I mean, yeah, Tex well. Murphy was more cheesy. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, there's a yeah. So that's where they're coming from with that. It's I've not played yeah. it myself, so I did. Um, okay, another great there's game. Cheesiness. Uh, yes, there's definite cheesiness. Yeah. Nice. I I might check it out then if it's three yeah, hours. Do you? Like I said, it's only three hours long and it's bonkers. <laughs> in, in, my, in my opinion, cheesiness is part oh, of, this, this, of, this. of FMV games. For exactly. Mostly. I mean, that's what most of them are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because and I think some people might forget that because they might be used to some of the more top end, a lot more dramatic ones like you know she sees red and the complex mm. and uh, late shift and those which are very much they have jokes in them but they're very much played as if like you know they're filmed yeah they're played more straight yeah, yeah that's yeah. true yeah. but i think because of the nature of the of that subgenre cheesiness is inherent in it definitely and it feels like a b movie mm. you know the way and and uh, the guy who's made it uh, darren from tiana studios was telling me that you know before this he made sort of like amateur kind of horror films and, and you get that kind of vibe it's got the same because it's supernatural it's fine to have that kind of b movie camp quality i think it sort of fits with the genre whereas if it was like playing as a straight dramatic thing it, it wouldn't work but because because of the sort of style and the genre i, I think it it gets away with it it works <laughs> Do you think the Australian Classification Board have any issues with this? <laughs> <laughs> I, if they have issues with uh, the supernatural, maybe. But I uh, mean, yeah, you never this... know the occult. You know, I don't take the. Yeah, I swear it's only this episode I will mention this. No, joke. I think we should keep it as a running joke now. I <laughs> oh, think so. Yeah, it should you be a, in ev- a in every episode. So classification is our exactly, classification. Yeah. Can yeah. this be played in Australia? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> would uh, Would this podcast meet their standards? I wonder. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that is the dark side of the moon. It's out now, and uh, yeah, definitely very impressive. Sounds like a one-man uh, production, nearly. Pretty much. I mean, obviously, I've eat, uh, other people a work, bigger cast, yeah, right. but yeah, pretty much uh, one man, and it's, it's quite amazing because he's not. This, this is his first game, his full game to make as well. Uh, I just thought on Steam for Alba, a wildlife adventure. That on Steam it said similar games, similar games you've played. At least for me, is Rookie. And Call of the Sea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get Call of the Sea either, to be honest. No, no. I, I mean, I, I get it in the sense it's not very beautiful island. Right. Maybe that's all I can really see the similarities. But there's no puzzles in Alba. Definitely okay, not. Log- yeah. It's not you as a little child. And it's not as dark. Puzzles. It doesn't go Lovecraftian. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> that's a missed opportunity in my book. Yeah. I know this little girl. <laughs> would, be, she... would be so cool. Like if you're playing Animal Animal Crossing and all of a sudden Cthulhu or something. Something with tentacles, you know, happens and be like, wow. They should do that. <laughs> An- Animal Crossing meets Lovecraft. That would be. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't go wrong with Lovecraft. <laughs> 
So, uh, well, thank you, Laura. Um, and finally, this is a game that at least I have been waiting for for a long time, which I managed to, to play at least a preview version of, which is Inspector Waffles by Goloso Games. We all played a demo last year, two years ago, I believe, and we it was also at Adventure X in 2019, oh my God, when we could meet up in person in, you know, large groups in, in closed places. And so Inspector Waffles, I was really, I've been really looking forward to it and I managed to, uh, Goloso Games was very nice enough to provide me with an early copy of this game. So for people who don't know, you play as the character in the title, Inspector Waffles. This is one of those animal detective games that it's almost like its own subgenre. Because uh, I know, Laura, you play Chicken Police. And I yes. believe Inspector Waffles or some character makes an appearance in that game. I was going to say, I mean, so I've played this game as well. I've not finished it. I'm about halfway through, I think. And uh, there's, well, did you not notice there's quite a few animal detectives that there, pop up in this? There are. I don't know if we want to give it away. I don't no, know but to, we'll but just say there's a couple of games. Yes. It, it Basically, so, I like that it brings in the sort of animal detective universe and they mm. pop up as characters. So there's a couple of games. If you're into adventure games and you know about some of the uh, animal detective games coming up at the moment, they, they just appear as characters, which I thought was yeah. a nice touch. Like uh, the Animal Detective Avengers. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. But I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, I've, I've been saying this to Goloso Games, saying, listen, man, you need to do this. You guys all need to get together. It's possible. But also, I like that they're, they're not just there, they're worked in as part of puzzles <laughs> Yeah. in the game. So anyway, you play as Inspector Waffles um, in Cat Town. Uh, there has been a murder, I think it's a murder. Uh, I believe Fluffy has been thrown from the top window of his house. So you need to investigate, you need to go back to your station. Uh, you're then paired with a sidekick, uh, who is a dog. <laughs> oh, uh, what, I love the sidekick. What, what is the name of the dog again? Spotty. I can't remember. Spotty, Spotty, yes. I was going to say Snoopy. And what what I really, really liked about this game is that the, all the, the animals, they act like animals as well at times. Yeah. Uh, because the, the, the humour is very, very clever. I mean, it is kind of a serious game with puns and with some humour thrown in. Lots so, of puns. Yes. So for And for example, the, the main character, Fluffy, who was killed, he set up a box factory in Cutdown and became a multi-billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the and, cats love the boxes. Yes. And then if you it have. It fits, it sits. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, and it's that kind of humour that I think is very clever as well. There's Inspector Waffles in the house and he sees a vase and he says something like, oh, I really want to knock this vase down, but I, you know, I'll try not to. <laughs> yeah. And it, so the, the story, then, I don't want to say too much about it. Uh, obviously, it, it, there's more to it than what you initially think. And I, I don't know about you, Laura, but I really liked where, where it went. Uh, there yeah. are some twists and turns. In it. I know you haven't finished yet, but there is a good proper story. So this isn't just uh, a comedy, you know, with animals. This is a proper serious story with cat puns. Uh, it's a proper investigative detective story. And I really liked where, where it went. I think the, what elevates this game for me above a lot of other games I've played is the writing. It's very, very good quality writing. I mean, I, w- I don't know if I will go quite as far as saying it's uh, as good as the first Broken Sword game, but definitely gave me Broken Sword vibes with both the combination of humor and serious story. But the quality of the writing is definitely, as said, is excellent. Now, there, the puzzles overall are easy. What I did like is when you use one of the things to use is clues so you get pick up items or you pick up clues in the inventory and then you have to for example you have to prove to a character that you know some other character so it's just you know click and drag the clues but you 
they are generally easy, but you have to think about them as well. And it's also really nice pixel art. Um, yeah, beautiful pixel art. I mean, if you like, we were talking about the Dark Side Detective. It's very similar it's, in style to that. Exactly. But the funny thing is that Colossal Games, he, he told me, Yan for Colossal Games, he told me that he hadn't played the, the Dark Side Detective, which is kind of surprising because yeah I mean I'm not saying you know, people are allowed to have similar art styles and you know that's oh, fine yeah. it's still it looks great um, and yeah I don't I don't feel like he's like copied it in any way it's he's no, made it, it his is. own but it's if, just to give you a reference if people are wondering what yeah, it looks but if like you, yeah. if you make a pixel art game then it's very easy to be similar to other exactly. pixel art games so. yeah oh, completely yeah also I don't know if people might have an issue with this I didn't but there is no walking animation this might this uh, might appeal to you Thomas because I know that I don't like <laughs> slow walking animations here there oh. are no walking animations now, yeah what, uh, it's static isn't it he's just in the scene which it, for, it threw me off a little bit at the beginning because mm. I was just expecting him to walk around but then it's fine you know you just you don't pay any notice to it yeah you hear uh, footsteps yeah um, so there, there are a few animations but uh, not a huge amount. It's, most of it is static. Uh, but again, it, did, it didn't bother me personally because, again, I was so invested in the story and in you know, the writing of the game, as I said, which I really liked. Um, I thought the, the animations they do, uh, Gus Gibbs, does, are really great because it, animate, it brings to life the character. So Spotty the dog, when you say something to him and get him excited, he would like sort of do a little dance and like jump up and down on the spot and like stick his tongue out a little bit like a little excited dog. And obviously like Inspector Waffles' is, a tail is always, um, you know, shaking from side to side as he's standing still, yes. um, you know, as you would expect from a cat. So I think the animation is, is another to like bring it bring it to life no absolutely yes no it, i think uh, what animation there is it does help bring the characters and the game to life and uh and then the music was really nice uh, as well it yeah. you know kind of some catchy tunes and um and yeah it took me about seven hours to play through all uh, all the way through and uh, as I, said, I played kind of a preview beta version but i don't think there'll be you know, too many uh, differences to um, to the full version, which is should be out now by the time this podcast goes out. And yeah, for me, this is one of my favorite games of the year so far. I think uh, because what one thing about in particular mystery games and detective games, usually where they uh, well live or die is by the resolution. And I, for me, it does hold up. It does okay. because I was I was always thinking, you know, going the way through, you know, how is this going to be resolved? How is this? Uh, going to end up and I think it does resolve itself very good there's some clever twists throughout the game that that I was seeing oh this this doesn't look this looks odd and then it turns out to be the reason you find out the reason why it is odd obviously not going to uh, give the reason uh, but it's kind of a game I'd love to do a spoiler special on <laughs> yeah with, uh, with Jan uh, with Colossal Games so yeah this would probably I mean this is a great week for me because both Inspector Waffles and If in a Winter's Night for Travellers they're both very different games both pixel art but they're two, my two top adventure games this year so far I would, I would say I have not played Encodia or Metropolis yet but yeah. these games I would definitely recommend Inspector Waffles I was hoping it would be good I played Antenna Dilemma the previous game from Colossal Games and I loved as well but this is kind of like an extension to that this is kind of like a second game it's more ambitious uh, it's longer and I think definitely Golosa Games has now shown with this game that he he is a talented developer 
and definitely someone to watch in the future. I mean, I would love there to be more Inspector Waffles games or whatever he does, because he's now shown twice now that he has some excellent writing in his games. Uh, so I think you'd like it, Laura. I think... Uh, I I'm know. loving it so far. I agree. I, I, For me, it's probably... Yeah, that and Metropolis have been my favourite so far this year. Yeah. I, pl- I played the demo at Adventure X and was very promising. So I'm very happy to hear that uh, that promise is being fulfilled. And yeah, so I loved it. Again, I'd recommend people to check it out as well. And yeah, it's available on Steam. It's developed by Golosa Games and published by HitSense. And it is out now. Great. Uh, and, and on GOG as well. Oh, oh yes, that's that's great. So I hope people get to play it, and I hope it does well because I want to see more games from Golosa Games. And, well, at least uh, it's one game they can play in Australia. Yes, yes I, would I, say, I don't think yeah. there's anything that uh, should be no. too bad. I mean, may, maybe they, they might uh, they might like the fact that we play as animals that are like humans, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just you know, classification. Be too board. weird for them. Yeah, it's it probably doesn't go against their standards of morality and decency. <laughs> Okay, uh, take that. That's it then um, for this week. Uh, you guys know what you're playing next? There was this, um, there's this website, fanatical.com, where they sell bundles uh, for quite uh, good prices. And they had this mystery bundle for three euros. And I thought, oh, well, let's take a chance for three euros. And there were two adventure games in there. So oh, <laughs> oh, nice. It was um, The Last Door. Oh yes, I've played it, the, but it's the, in my in my library. Yeah, I I uh, I have played it. Uh, it's the full game. It's great. I'm gonna replay that one. And there was a graphic novel of a a novel. Um, visual novel. Visual novel. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, called Spirit Hunter. Yeah, NG. I think oh. I don't know how to pronounce that properly. I think it's uh, and it looked uh, it looked pretty cool. So, uh, but what I am playing um before i do that is chronicle of insmith and it's oh, nice. sequel I... mountains of madness because mountains of madness is coming out next week and i uh, i'm reviewing that one so that's uh those two i'm going to i'm going to play chronicle of chronicle of insmith first because that's the yeah that's the first game uh, and it's both they're both lovecraft uh, based on lovecraft stories so uh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to dive into those two. I already started on Chronicle of Innsmouth. I think I'm going to be finishing that one pretty quickly. And then I'm going to move on to Mountain of Madness. Yes, I have, do- I have the first game, at least, in my Steam library as well, which I need to get to because I'm really... It looks really nice as well. I uh, look forward to hearing your thoughts. And Laura? Uh, I'm pro- I mean, I'm probably going <laughs> to copy you, Shosha, a little bit in terms of the games you played this week. <gasps> I both of them... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to finish Inspector Waffles, of course. Um, so I'll be finishing that off. But then, yeah, I I, if on a winter's... I may well go for if on a winter's uh, night because that sounded great. So yeah, I'm definitely and maybe a couple of other short things as well. Let's see. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think you'll enjoy the two of them. If a winter's night, definitely, I, I loved it. And as, as I said, try not to read anything about the story or the, the game. Yeah, okay. That's why, like, I was intentionally vague. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, the game. Yeah, no, I've. Play, played a few um, I will probably be playing I don't know if I'm allowed I mean time recording I'm under embargo I'm not allowed to say anything oh, uh, it'll probably be okay when uh, this episode comes out but just in case I don't want to say anything I have played a few games I might um, see if I get time to review them uh, I played Cameo CCTV Detective and Dragon Audit and uh, Joyfest so I'll try and review those games in the next few weeks 
And I'm also replaying Siberia. <laughs> have you guys heard of that? It's a little known game. Yes. yes. Don't know if you guys have heard of it. Just about. Uh, just to, you know, just to see does it you know match up uh, in this day and age. And I'll be talking about well, a little bit about that again in the future next coming weeks and months. So still plenty to enjoy. Uh, well, before we go, uh, the Patreon uh, I forgot to or meant to mention is uh, we are an independent. Uh, run podcast very independent <laughs> and so if you want to help us out a little bit you can go on patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast and uh, you can help us out if you so wish so you will be getting early access episodes and some extra episodes as well I will have to put up uh, extra interviews that I did at Adventure X two years ago with some spoiler specials so we have some spoiler specials with developers of interrogation and with James Dearden about Techno Babylon amongst others and we also will have coming up uh, next few weeks and months spoiler special of uh, well Gone Home and Tacoma uh, with Steve Gaynor and that interview will be coming up as well on this podcast so you can check it out patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast and uh, another plug as well for my other podcast Shortest Speak Switch because I had a very special guest on uh, that was out last week you can find out my interview there as well I had Roberta Williams on that podcast uh, she has a new book out called Farewell to Tara which is a fictionalised account of her family and her ancestors in Ireland in the 1800s during the famine so she spoke to me she very kindly agreed to speak to me about the book and about her family so we got to know more about Roberta as well and she did also talk a little bit about adventure games she compared writing for adventure games and for uh, book as well and she also I did ask her as well uh, would we see her return to adventure games sometime and she gave her answer which I won't say here you have to listen to the interview and, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> so you can listen to that uh, there now we do speak mostly about her book and her ancestors but a little tiny bit about the adventure games at the end so I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well the three of us will be back in two weeks time I talk about the latest games that we've been playing. So thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, take care. Stay safe, everyone. And see you in two weeks. Yes, keep on questing. Bye.